What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Chris DeSelms, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in, say hello. Oh, uh, what's up? So nice to see the intro back in the right hands. We love yes, to sir. see it. Welcome hold back. On. Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> We're back! Let's go! <laughs> We're back! The headphones users definitely just clicked off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> good to be back though how was the cruise please oh man Whew. it was good i needed i needed a week off from work i was i was getting pretty burnt out there um but yeah no it was good so we're gonna start the pod with a little, little vacation <laughs> talk a little cruise talk so cruises um, are great they're great yeah, when i went to alaska awesome. they're so much fun yeah no they're awesome i'm a big proponent for them um, especially because like I came back on Sunday and between yesterday and today, I had to cook a few meals and I immediately, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> on a cruise, you don't do anything. Yep. They literally do everything for you at the it's buffet, like, it's the meals, being lazy. Yep. It's so, great. um, yeah, I forgot how much cooking fucking blows. <laughs> so. It takes up a lot of your time, oh planning meals, it's... making meals, shopping for meals. It's really terrible. Yeah. So, um, I already missed <laughs> but... that. But, um, yeah, no, overall it was good. Um, I think the, like the first night, so because of like COVID and stuff, a lot of like the, the bars and, and, and like clubs they had closed pretty early at like 11 o'clock, but there was like one kind of like place that was stayed open until two. So generally I would always end up there. The first day we were there, um, we, we met up with these people that were pretty cool. Um, Corey and, uh, Jeremy shout out them, um, (laughs) Down, they're listening they live, yeah i hope so too they're, they live down in orlando they're, they're they were awesome so we met up with them on night one and then we saw them again at the pool the next day and they um, weren't talking to uh this guy that they had met like literally i think 20 minutes before they had met us so we ended up talking to him shout out david cool cool ass dude too so all so steph myself and, and those three we hung out pretty much on a consistent basis like every night we would go to the 10 30 show fun. at the uh at the club they had and then we from there transitioned to the bar that was open till two now on day two though when we're all hanging out in the pool i ordered an aperol spritz <laughs> then everyone started ordering aperol spritz. i think between the five of us we ordered at least five to six spritzes a piece aperol that's a lot to, of spritzes dude aperol needs to cut me a check but what I forgot to tell everyone is the more <laughs> Aperol, like if you just drank it consistently, like I think it's either the Aperol or the Prosecco. Everyone was dying of heartburn that night. Like no one. On Yikes! That, that night. Way to way to go, Chris. Yeah, good one on that one. Good call. Yeah. So that was that was a, that was a mis- mishap. On me. <laughs> that did not stop David from pounding spritzes. Though. That kid lo- That kid lives the spritz life now. But um, but so. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about it. I'm just going <laughs> to dive into a, a, a funny story. Um, but it was like one of the uh, one of the last days we uh, were on the ship. So um, we went to Nassau uh, one one of the days. Bahamas, the, not Nassau yeah. County, New York. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That was, <laughs> Can you imagine you take a cruise to Nassau County? You go see Nassau Coliseum and the Garden City Mall. Wow, very exciting. Anyway, Ugh, continue. <laughs> the Bahamas.
Oh, we have a brief interruption here. From uh, the yeah, studio, the I, live I, studio I, audience. Yeah, live studio <laughs> audience is telling me I forgot someone. We also met a guy named Kevin. He, uh, he really wow. wasn't like Re- replacing he, me. Okay. Yeah, he really wasn't, but he really wasn't like in the mix in the mix until like day four. So <laughs> that's why that's why he wasn't originally included. So my apologies for the brief, <laughs> brief uh, for the brief uh, audience uh, interruption. <laughs> but um. <laughs> So we were so we were in Nassau in the Bahamas, and we had no like excursions planned or anything. So we um we were just gonna go into town to go shopping, and I am dumb, and I forgot to bring money to tip everyone at the end of the cruise. I had oh. no cash on me, and I tried figuring like I figured oh they'd have an ATM on the cruise, and apparently they did. But we looked everywhere, we did not see it. So I believe that's not true. <laughs> But we went to guest services and we're like, hey, can we like take money out? I figured maybe they'd be able to just swipe my card and they have cash on them and be able to dole out some cash. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, we can do that. But you have to have you have to write us a personal check and max we can (laughs) give out is two hundred dollars. I'm like, well, Uh, I don't have my checkbook. and I'm not going to write you a few checks. You didn't bring your checkbook on the cruise. Come on. That's a rookie move there. Rookie mistake by me. (laughs) So uh, minus one on vacation. So. we get off at NASA and um, we're walking around. We go down like this alley because it's basically all Nassau is. It's just alleys. There, there's rarely a street. It's basically just alleys. Um, so we're walking down this and this guy's like trying to get us to go into a shop. And I'm like, look, I'll go into your shop. If you can tell me where the nearest ATM is. <laughs> um, and I should have specified something that I'm going to get into in a little bit. So I said, where's your nearest ATM? So he leads. So I, immediately he starts walking us down this alley. And I'm like, okay, well, we're either going to get shot or stabbed or we're actually going to end up at an or we're, yeah, or we're going to end up at an ATM. We actually <laughs> end up at an ATM. He's like, oh, there's this one, there's this one, and then there's one across the street. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. So I go into Royal Canadian Bank and um, I put my card in and start doing the whole business. They're giving me no issues. It was as soon as I hit like okay, like withdraw the money, <laughs> is when I realized that I would not be getting USD. I would be getting Bahami Bahamian dollars, which I did not realize at the time. And it's fucking the, the, that, that dollar that currency means absolutely nothing to me. I was like, I don't want this or need this. Steph was like, Oh, just keep it. We'll take some money out somewhere else and. Um, exchange it when you get home yeah just exchange it when you get home I didn't like that concept I was like nope I'm not going home with this there is no (laughs) way I'm going home with this I am getting USD while I am here so we go to the bank that um, like down the street um, and I'm having trouble with my card. It says like it's like we're not letting you take any more money out internationally you fucked up I was like all right, fair (laughs) enough they Steph tries to take some money out she only gets like $200 and then they tell her like yep that's it so we're like, all right, hold on. So, we, so we're in, it's like an ATM attached to a bank. So I'm like, hey, do you guys do um, like exchanges here? Like I need USD. He goes, no. I went, all right. Of course. So we go to the bank across the street and um, they're like, I, I, I asked them, do you guys do conversions? They go, yes. I'm like, oh, awesome. Great. She goes, all right, let's get this started. Do you have your passport on you? I went, nope. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. Got to go get my passport then because this seems to be the only place I can do a, a – a conversion so we start walking back to the boat and there's like a to get out you have to like walk through like this mm-hmm. fence area like with security or whatever to get back on there was like 45 people like because there was three different boats like ours included there were two others so there was like 45 different people trying to get 
back to like their boats because like the weather was kind of ass. There wasn't really much to do like in town. A lot of places were closed. So I was just like, oh my God. So I was like, all right, screw it. Like we, I'm not waiting. I don't, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll, I'll figure out how to get USD. So we start walking down the alley again that we initially were at. We're at and the, the guy who was like peddling us to begin with, I go back to him. I'm like, dude, I have an issue. I will go into your shop. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I will go into your shop and and um and buy things, multiple things, if you help me. He goes, What's up? I'm like, I have five hundred dollars <laughs> in your money. I need USD. He goes, No problem. Let's go. Again, I'm oh. like, oh, God. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, am I gonna get stabbed? No, I trust this guy at this point. We built a nice <laughs> rapport. Like, yeah, you got you're kind of homies at this point. So he takes me up the alley. We're all like on main road now. He's like, trust me, I know I know where to go. We're going to get you five hundred dollars USD. He's like, can you give me a little money though? Like, I want a cut of this. I was like, fair enough. I'll give you like fair enough. Bucks. There. Yeah, twenty bucks. Fine, whatever. So. <laughs> we go into like this gift shop with a pharmacy in the back. He's like, we're going back to the pharmacy. I'm like, that's sketchy. And he's like, where's this lady? I need this lady. And they're like, she's not here right now. What do you need? So he tells me, he's like, all right, you tell him what's going down. I was like, oh, Jesus. So I'm like, I have $500 in your currency. I need USD. He goes, I can't do 500. He's like, I got two $100 bills. I went, okay, I'll take that. He goes, before I give it to you, I need to see the money first to make sure you're not like joking with me i'm like all right cool so Fair I enough. The money i give him the money he just looks at it, it confirms that it's real and just hands me 200 dollars. i was like that was too easy I, <laughs> this could be really good fakes and you would have just taken it so then he goes um i can do another hundred in just 20s i was like bet let's do perfect it. so and now i have 300 dollars uh but still 200 dollars in bohemian currency <laughs> So he's like, we're going to go up to the gift shop now. And there's a dude in a three-piece suit that is like an assistant manager of this place. And a dude in a, a ripped t-shirt and jeans who's the manager. He's the manager, dude in a three-piece suit, assistant manager. I give him the rundown of what just happened. And he's like, oh, I don't know. You got to ask the manager. The manager, I I kid you not, and this, I wish we were I wish we were big enough pods where people could see us like recording this video. He had a stack of cash probably like four inches thick. oh my god half of it bohemian dollars the other half usd he was just ready and willing to just give me the money like but the other three-piece suit guy he's pulling money out the drawer so now i get i get 500 usd i have 15 20 bills and two 100 bills my wallet is thick i hated every second of it I give the guy 20 bucks. We go to his store. We buy some knickknacks there. Um, we get back to the boat, and, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the wild story <laughs> that I had in Nassau um, of how uh, stupid I am and, and the, the, the lengths I was willing to go to get United States dollars. I respect at least the just sheer persuasiveness and stubbornness to get U.S. dollars. Oh, yeah. No, I was not leaving that island with, with Bohemian dollars. There was <laughs> no chance. Like There was absolutely no chance. I, I would have – the plan initially was to just walk back to the boat to get my passport, to walk back mm. there to get USD. I have to give some credit to this, the shop owner, though. Great, there oh, you go. Was, Great guy. He was a G. I mean, like, he, he was fucking nuts. Like, he was, he was a certified crazy dude. Um <laughs> 
with a consistently lit cigarette in his mouth the entire time. Like, like nice. he finished one, and before you even blinked, he already had <laughs> another one in lit. And I was like, <laughs> I respect the grind of just dying young. Like, oh, God. Hey, at least he was there for you. That's yeah. He was there for me, and then um, and then Steph and the guy at the cigar shop that was <laughs> the, c- the cigar slash coffee shop that was that was um next to the the gift shop. You could walk in between. They started making fun of me because I was asking for a super specific cigar because <laughs> I was looking for one for my dad. I ended up getting just a random one, and he said it was good. So but yeah, that 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 was just some of my travels. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on any longer about this because I've probably gone on long enough. And, but but that was that was what was going on while Kevin was recording a, a solo pod. That's yep. that's the shenanigans running around the Bahamas. Into. Yep, good. <laughs> uh, we love to see it though. All is well that ends well. <laughs> oh man, uh, good times. Glad you had but, a good time um, though. Yeah, I had a good time and and I enjoyed the podcast. I hope everyone else. Oh yeah. I, Hope everyone else enjoyed the uh, the solo pod. It's, it's good every once in a while, man. It's it's like chicken soup for the soul. There was like times where I paused, like because as, as if somebody was gonna like bounce off me and the ideas, and I was like, <laughs> "Whoops, that's not true." And I had to like be like, Ugh, and then keep going. But hey, now we usually got one under our belt. We're chilling for one future sure. vacations. Future vacations in life, things arrive, but we're usually pretty good about uh, organizing. But yeah, it was good stuff. Um, yeah, All so- right. Uh, you got some Islander news you want to you want to hop into first? Yeah, I mean nothing much really. It's just kind of gonna go over the week. Uh, well, I recorded last Monday, so the Columbus game did not happen yet. Um, but they did lose three two in overtime. Winnable game. They really should have won it, but uh, it is what it is. Patrick Line absolutely nipped one in overtime. It was kind of crazy, but after that, um, Arizona three nothing win as expected, and then they beat your second team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I don't know if you saw any about MSG, but it was Sunday at ten, so you probably probably just got back from the cruise. Yeah, I was sitting in an airport, so I also also I found out, so I had to get off the ship pretty early because they were doing literally like we got off Sunday, there was another cruise or Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday Sunday. Um, yeah, so we got off. Yeah, so we got off on Sunday. There was literally another sh- cruise about to yeah. go off. So. Um, I found out when you go to an airport or at least the Orlando international airport, um, don't show up four hours in advance to your flight <laughs> because they won't check your luggage. Yikes. So I had to kind of sit around and they were like, we got there for like 10. They're like, yeah, you just have to sit around for at least 30 minutes. Cause we can't check your luggage until uh 30. <laughs> it's not that bad, but no, it yeah. wasn't bad. Fair enough. But yeah, big, uh, big, big, Three nothing went over Vegas. I mean, man, Ilya Sorokin. I don't even get to watch, but man, he looks like an absolute G in that. He has been playing out of his mind. Two straight shutouts, and he probably should have had one against Chicago uh, a week ago today, actually. Um, but they gave up a goal with 28 seconds left, so it's been a good run. And I think the funny thing is, we kind of we were we've been kind of chatting like on and off. You didn't get to watch a lot last week because you were on a cruise, which is fair. Like I didn't watch a lot while I was on vacation either. But I saw the one game that mattered, the Ottawa game. Yeah, so I think the funny thing is like everybody's like freaking out about the standings, like oh, like what's going on? This is the best start under Barry Trotz the Islanders have had, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. What, what's their record right now? Like three, two, and one. Yeah, they're three, two, and one right now. So I'll I'll take it. I mean, it's a it's a really packed Metro division, but I think some teams like New Jersey and Columbus are going to fall off. But hey, I'm happy with it. The two teams we lost to in regulation Dude. are Carolina and Florida. They're eleven and zero. Yeah. Um. Jersey's getting 
pumped right now. Oh, uh, yeah, by the Flames. Heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Flames are a good team. Yeah, I think yeah they come into UBS for the first game on, on November 20th. But yeah, I'm not too concerned about the Islanders. They look pretty good now. They still have some shaky things to think uh, work out, like Zidane Chara. But hey, best start under trots. I was pretty happy to find that out at 3-2-1. and one. The the team's kind of picking up. Wallstrom, Peugeot, and Parise looks like a good line. Barzell looks like an absolute beast this year. He looks so much faster and stronger. So that's great to see. But uh, yeah, I don't really have too much else about the games. I mean... It was just really kind of the Elias Sorokin show for the Vegas game, which was very unbelievable to see. So we'll take it. And, uh, yeah, it's about it. I wish I had more about the Islanders, but they really only play uh, once in the next week. So not too much this week nor next week, but we'll see what happens. I'm pretty confident in them now as they're kind of kicking into gear, um, especially with how slow the starts were. But they also made some other news today. They signed Mr. Ross Johnson to a four-year contract extension at $1.1 million per year. Kind of nuts. Kind of like reminds me of like the Ryan Reeves contract. I guess you want to give a comparable, but my at least my theory, quote unquote, is that they're just trying to make him as unattractive to send him through waivers as possible. Because at that cap hit, you can bury him and have no cap on the NHL team. So I think they're mm-hmm. just saying, hey, you want to pick up? They're so worried about something picking up Ross Johnson for whatever godforsaken reason that they're saying, hey, if you want, if you want him, you have to <laughs> pick him up for four years at one point one million, which I don't think anybody's going to do. So. I think it's a bit of a big brain move, although it was getting ripped to shreds on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know if you saw is, that. Is, is, I, I saw a lot of people just asking why. Yeah, um, basically. Is, is Matt Martin's contract up this year? No, he's, he was a UFA, uh, I think it was this year or two years ago. No, Zeke's was this year, so he was two years ago. He I thought it was has, three years ago, yeah, because I know he he, has, I, he signed yeah. another four year. He signed. He has two years two, left. Two back to back four year deals. Yeah. So so did Ross yeah, Johnson. I, saw, I mean, can we yeah. name a weirder player to get two four year deals in the NHL? Probably not. Yeah, a lot of I saw a lot of people <laughs> just saying that he's basically like Matt Martin two Yeah, just a little bit worse, I think. Maybe it's just the chemistry. I don't know. There's a lot of different things. Something the Islanders love about him. I don't know what it is, but. Um, We'll see. My mom met him on the train. He's got the intangibles, bro. He really does, apparently. I think Barry Trotz is kind of like, oh, this guy could be like Tom Wilson-esque, but that's never going to happen. But that was kind of weird news of today, but I'm hoping that – I would assume Wu was savvy enough to be like, hey, if you really want him for this long, you can take him on waivers. Like, whatever. Fair enough there. Like, I don't think anybody's going to take this guy who's played – I think it's 56 NHL games. He has like under 10 points, something like that, for – four years at 1.1 million i'm just looking up his stats now because i'm very curious about what he does go ahead yeah no so just jumping into uh other other hockey news so that the flames game ended up being a 5-3 game so the devils actually had some life in them but um a reverse first game of the nhl season the lightning pumped the the (laughs) penguins tonight 5-1 making up for their embarrassing what 6-1 loss on on opening night something like that it was also we can move on after this. It was 15 points in 87 games, so not great, but that's all I really had. But yeah, continue around with the NHL. Uh, no, that was that was about okay, it. Okay, yeah. What, what I what I what I do want to um, kind of go on about is um, all the predictions I made before um, <laughs> before I left because I'm pretty sure I had us losing to Washington. I had us winning against Dallas, and you could argue that we should have won that game. It was an overtime loss, but we beat Montreal. I was surprised we beat Toronto. That overtime game, dude, nuts. I'm sorry, I watched just heard it. that honking. It was nuts. Um, 
that game, yeah, I saw. The, I only saw the, the the highlights or the replay of the overtime, which was great because it was only two and a half minutes that I really had to watch. Um, but just like the back and forth and just like all the action that was going on, absolutely nuts. Igor Shesterkin is, is a mad lad. The guy he was playing out hey, of his mind. It's the Russian goalie season now in New York, dude. I know it's it's so great. It's it's awesome that both the Islanders and the Rangers That's have so to cool. like. Russian goalies that are just gonna like ignite the rivalry just like that much more like the yeah. next coming years. Especially because Rangers... Sorokin's gonna sorry I'm gonna cut you off. He might just take the net at this point. If Varlamov, that's not a thing I forgot to mention. He's coming off IR, but I mean I don't know how you can not give the net to Sorokin at this point with how he's playing. It's yeah, just not hot hand. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's definitely awesome for the rivalry to kind of see these two guys go at it. I hope it happens for a long time. But good to see Varlamov back as well. But man, Sorokin. What a guy. And yeah. as well, like we've been talking about. It's looking yeah, good so this year. Crazy, crazy W. Uh, should not have pulled off the win in, in Toronto that night. But, hey, man, those those are the type of games that you win. Like that game and the auto game are two games that you win where if you're looking for, like, four points at the end of the season to kind of push when things aren't yeah. really clicking, those, the, you look back on these games, and I think Jacob Truba said it, like, these are the games that you win and you're happy that you win because if you lost those games and you're only you're four points shy of making the playoffs, you could kind of think back to what those games are. And I think these are two games that th- they were not in and they're not games that I think they would have – I mean, yeah, they're really not games that they would have looked back on and been like, oh, we left points on the table here. But um, to just, you know, also to go on a, a four-game road trip and, and, and come out with eight points, that's, that's great. Quite impressive, yeah. Especially with the team that they have, especially the Ottawa win, um, I didn't get really get a chance to watch the Nashville game. Um, I, I n- nothing really crazy there, three one win. But the Ottawa game, I mean, you're down, you're down two nothing, and then with like six minutes left, you put three unanswered in all deflections. Uh, I believe it was, uh, yeah, it was Kreider and then Lindgren and then and then Goudreau. Goudreau. Yeah. So um, I saw the I I I, I tuned in when it was 2-1, and then I saw when Lincoln tied it up and when Goodrow um, put what it would eventually be the game winner in. So, um, overall, pretty, pretty you know, cool that – I mean, it sucks for me that they won all those games and I really didn't get a chance to see <laughs> any of them. And then, of course, the one game that I do get to watch, they put up a fucking – Dog shit performance, losing. Maybe it's you. To the, yeah, could be you. It, it probably is me. Um, they, I mean, they just they got pumped by the Flames. There was nothing good about that game. Everyone said they didn't play great, um, which is like no surprise when you lose five one. Um, but it's also kind of like it's a suitor team. They're going to be all over you. They're going to play heavy, and um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what what kind of happened. It was just a really bad game. It happens. So I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping they could bounce back and. Get their first um, win at home against Columbus, which I think is is very possible. Columbus looked good, but, though, when they played the Islanders. I mean, everybody in the Metro, that's the thing. They look good. If you look at the records, I guess, I don't know how many games dude, going on tonight. Like, everybody has a really winning record. Good. Every yeah. single team has a winning record. So it's like, that's why I'm like, with both the Rangers and the Islanders, I'm like trying to leave all bias aside with like, oh, Rangers think Islanders rule, whatever whatever it is. Like we're, we're past that point. But like I don't want to put any stock into the standings in this division until probably January 1st because there's too much time left to decide what's going to happen with these eight teams, quite frankly. If they're all going to play like this especially, I don't think it's going to happen. I think some teams are going to taper off. But I mean, it's just too good of a division, I think, to make like immediate jump reactions like, oh, this is going to continue and this isn't going to continue. So it's going to be very interesting to kind of watch it play out, especially with the Islanders and the Rangers, because 
Andrews got off to that slow start. Rangers got off to the hot start. So very intrigued to see what happens. And what's funny is besides the devil, well, the devils after tonight, you know, they were, everyone was either had a, a zero, a neutral goal difference or mm-hmm. a positive goal difference. The only team, the, 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 the Rangers were the only team that was a minus, with a minus <laughs> goal difference. Yeah. Look at that. Minus three. Yeah. Minus three, baby. Florida plus 15, Edmonton plus 11. Um, McDavid's going to get 200 this year. It's a complete side tangent. I hope it happens. Um, yeah, he's, also, he's... I'm just looking at the plus minuses. Minus 15 for Chicago, which we'll get to later. But yeah, I mean, I oh, think he could definitely just, hit 200. Oh, minus 19 in Arizona. Yeah. I mean, he could really hit 200, which would be nuts. I think he's... Oh, he's, yeah, no doubt. I, but, I think um, that just such an, a marvel to watch, but we'll see what happens. He's insane. Um, I was going to... Um, I was going to bring this up because we're playing the Jackets on Friday and I was just going to tie in the whole Chicago thing that, you know, it's funny that the Blues traded Seth Jones or Seth Jones walk. Yeah, because they traded Blue Jackets, Jones, right? but yeah. Yeah, they traded or, Seth Yeah, Jones. the Blue Jackets. Whoop, my bad. Um, <laughs> they got Boquist back, Sillinger, and a first-round pick. Two first. I they mean, got the, the oh, yeah, Sillinger. Well, Sillinger was the first-round pick, so yeah. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the second, which they turned to Jake Bean. This guy, Seth Jones. Oh my God, Seth Jones sucks. I hate to be Dude, like that, that guy. Looks horrible. It hasn't even kicked in yet. Yeah, also, just I'm really kind of mad, quite frankly, that he was named to Team USA by now former GM Stan Bowman because he's not good. It's just going to drag the team down. He was one of the first three. Seems very biased to me, but whatever. I mean, it's 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 a little ridiculous. He's named. Yeah, it's extreme bias, especially when. It, and this is bias come from me. You, you, you're going to name a defenseman. Why not name the U.S.-born defenseman that just won the fucking Norris? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like you know even John Carlson. Like, like there anybody so who won the Norris. better options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could have went McAvoy. Yeah. Um, like, I know you don't like him, but, like, like he's a guy's great player. Unreal. He's a great he's player. <laughs> I, I can dislike him as much as I want. He's a fantastic player. <laughs> it's yeah, just, no, nah, whatever. I mean, I mean, and, and – we're not gonna we're not gonna really dive into it too much because there's a lot of um, like trigger yeah. warning stuff and everything. That it's not I don't really, really. It's I not don't our really want to get into. It's not our place um, either. Yeah. It's just like they look like an absolute, you know, you know, uh, clown show. It's just it's just so bad over there. If anybody um, hasn't read the report out of the, I think it's something in Jenner report that came out today, which is Tuesday, October twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. I. If you can handle it, I would recommend reading it or just read a recap of it from uh, Rick Westhead. He's been good on Twitter about it. I mean, it's just some terrible stuff that yeah, happened and, in 2010. And, and, I, and our boy Frank Saravalli has been yep. <laughs> doing a pretty good job of keeping up with everything and, and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I mean, like there's just a lot of people that are going to get taken down. And, and you know, we were texting about it earlier and, and you know, Think. I kind of I, I semi-joked about how this whole situation is kind of like uh, – like a like an onion and shout out to Shrek. <laughs> uh, there's multiple layers to this, and yep. I, I do believe that to be true. I think this is the first light. I think when the report initially came out that something like that had happened, that was the first layer. And now we peeled it back a little bit, and they made the report public. And I think, especially with you know Quenville, and uh, I don't know how to say the ge- uh, Shevel G- Kevin Shevel day off. I know they call him Chevy, so yeah. I'm just gonna call yeah, there him you that. Go. Um. I, those the, those guys, the, you know, they're trying to take them down too, or it seems like they know stuff. I think um, Quenville's definitely going down. I don't know yeah, how. I don't so, know about Shovel Dayoff. Winnipeg fans don't seem too happy, but I mean, man, some of the stuff that Quenville said and did in that whole situation, 
it, I would be very surprised if he's coaching in the NHL in the near future. Yeah, which is Chevy's a big problem for Florida. Yeah, especially yeah. I mean, you're you're off to they're, such a hot start. Six, they're six and zero. Oh. This is the best start um, they've ever had. You know, or five Chevy. And oh. Uh, Chevy seems just um, he's sticking to his guns. He made another statement today <laughs> saying like I'm st- I didn't know about this. It's like so, it, it's going to be a really interesting situation to see what happens with those two. Um, you still have the Burge event question mark. His name wasn't mentioned at all, Not but once. it's like Not once. It's like is it gonna be like? There's just so many question marks, and um, it couldn't come at a. This honestly could not have come at a worse time for Chicago. Oh, they're um, they've been. I mean, Terrible. you're having a you, you're having a garbage fire season. You've not held a single lead. Their coach in is getting the booed played. every the time whole, he the, walks the, out. Yeah, the coach is getting booed. The team's getting booed. It's um, bad. I, th- I think Kane played in this one thousandth game and they lost. Yeah, and they booed, the fans booed them off the ice. Oh my god, dude! What a shame. I mean, not How? not what a shame, but like. The city of Chicago is like cool. I was there. I liked it, but like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chicago is awesome. Those fans, you know, terrible. They, I mean, they they got three cups, so I mean, like, one of them's I guess now kind of tainted. Mm-hmm. If you think back on it, but um, actually, really, two is because the, the second yeah. one was a shortened season one, so really, you only won one cup in my <laughs> eyes now. <laughs> but yeah, that org deserves nothing. Is basically what we're getting at. I mean, just yeah, terrible stuff. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope. And I'm happy that I'm ho- I'm hoping that everyone involved gets their comeuppets and um, nice word. You know, just to kind of uh, go off of that, I think I I had texted you about this. Um, Jeff Gordon's phone's got to be ringing, right? Like that's what Arthur Staple tweeted too, Mister Arthur Staple. Now New York hockey beat writer, so I get Rangers tweets all the time, which is fantastic. But um, yeah, I so saw he tweeted that. Hey. He he said that Eddie Olchek should be called up about yeah, president. Yeah, okay. we and, saw the same tweet then. Yeah. yeah, I mean Jeff Gordon, it would make a lot of sense. I don't know what other GM candidates are really out there. If I, but you know what? If I'm Jeff right now, do I'm, I want to go I, into that? <laughs> yeah, one who who wants to go into that situation? Yeah. I mean, that is just an awful situation to be going into, um, especially with the oh, uh, our first rounder this year. If it's not top two, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're an older team. Um, the city hates us now. Um, you're probably going to have to sell some guys because we're, we should probably be going into a full rebuild. Um, so I guess in that aspect, yeah, sure. You might want to have Jeff Gordon around because it seems like, you know, outside of the two lottery picks, he did a pretty decent job of getting a lot of assets into the Rangers organization a few years ago. But if I'm Gordon, I got a nice cushy uh, analyst job right now. Uh, there's probably going to be one or two GMs that get fired throughout the throughout the year, throughout the next year or two. Yeah. In a better situation, I don't have to inherit, you know, the Seth Jones contract or all, all this bullshit. I, I'd much rather just be, hey, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to just stay here and just work like three days a week. I don't. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So it's um, definitely that, a tough spot, but I guess a GM yeah, job I is a GM job. I don't envy anyone who I, – but right right now, I mean, the optics are bad. I mean, who would want to take that job? Yeah, I guess theoretically though, like it is bad, but you have no ties to what happened per se. Like they are cleaning house, so. Yeah, I mean, I they're know. cleaning house, but it's, it's 
I, I'm looking at it from you, you have that going on. The team's not playing well. Oh yeah. The Seth yeah. Jones contract looks really bad. You don't have a, you basically don't have a first round pick unless you completely tank this year. <laughs> it's like and you kind of have to at this point. If at January, I mean, if 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 at January there's there, I mean, there's probably going to be below a 500 team come January. I would, I would assume like, so, but never know. You almost have to kind of go a Rangers esque route and just tell fans, hey man. Um, we're blowing it up. The dynasty's over. We gotta, we gotta rebuild. Cause it's like <laughs> been over for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's like Taves isn't playing like he used to. Kane is is Kane, but how much longer is he going to be performing at the level he performs at? He's kind of also regressed a bit. Um, you know, Doc is pretty much the only guy there right now. Debrinket is is still there, but you know, it's it's. It's rough out there. Uh, I, I feel bad, but I also I don't, don't feel, feel bad, bad at all. No, after what happened, I don't feel bad at all. I wish I'm nothing. I feel but bad misery. for the fans. That's, yeah. that's why I feel well, bad yeah. for. I feel bad for the fans and the players that weren't associated with yeah. said incidents. There are some stragglers, I guess, but I don't know if they're the guys that would have done what they what had happened, maybe, and some of the aftermath. But there's no re- no reason for speculation. But I do wish them nothing, but uh, the organization at least. But like. Terrible yeah, I things. hope everyone involved gets gets um, the punishment they deserve, and um, hopefully everyone gets taken down. So I think it's gonna be it's interesting to s- see how this plays out. I think it's also kind of dumb that back when Ilya Kovalchuk signed his original contract with the Devils, or it got voided, whichever one it was, the NHL fined them more than they fined the Blackhawks, and that's back in 2013 money. Just insane to me, but oh well. Typical NHL joke. Uh, Going off that, though, before I forget, so Stan Bowman was GM of Team USA, and now he resigned, rightfully so. Who gets that? I think Bill Guerin's definitely up there, but if you want a GM who's American and has the pedigree, the international pedigree, I do you look at Lou Lamoureux? I think this could probably be a good fit at this point. Calm the, calm the team down. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, yeah, I... I... Really depends. I mean, it, it, I, I he would be a good choice. It just comes down to is it something he would want to do? Is it fair? Is it I feel like he's got. I feel like he just likes to win. I feel like he really just loves to play and win. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, he could be that type of guy. But um, I'm trying to go which is the... which is what he is too. Like he's yeah. just he just seems like he really wants to win. Yeah, I'm just going through the GMs right now. I mean, there's not too many other American ones. Like Don Sweeney's very good, but he's Canadian. Uh, Don Waddell is Canadian, but he's not going to do it. Oh, sorry, he's American, but he's not going to do it. Uh, Stevie Y is, I think, doing it for Canada. Yeah. Who else is there? Kekalainen in Columbus is Finnish. I think Jim Neal would do it. I mean, maybe Bill Zito. He's That's from, what I was thinking. I think yeah. maybe like, he's another option. I feel option. like he's too, too inexperienced, though. It's only his first year, so I don't know about that. Poyle is from – I don't know. I think it could be a uh, – Chris Jury? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it could be. A, I think I, I'm hoping it's Christ. Lou. I, it's, I think it's gonna be Bill Guerin, but maybe Lou doing some assistant GM work, which would be kind of ironic. But I think it. I think it'd be nice to see him there um, and capitalize on this opportunity. As as terrible as it is, I think it would be kind of cool to see him repping Team USA. Quite frankly, so I think it would also make it easier for Andre to make the team. Which does he deserve it? Probably not, but I think it'd be cool <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I don't think there's a way for him to get on team besides that, but we can only hope and pray. Is Kai McCrimmon? Nope, he's from Canada. Yeah, I don't know. There's really not too many uh, options. There, there are a lot of Canadian GMs. Now that I look at it, a lot of Canadian GMs. 
But yeah, I'm glad he's off Team USA, though, all things considered. Yeah, me too. Um, I definitely think it's it's it it had to happen. I would have been surprised, and, and you know what? I and I I really don't like how the Blackhawks and Team USA have all been like, oh, he's stepping aside or stepping down. It's like, bro, just say he got fired. Like, yeah, the stepping aside shit is annoying. It's like he he did something bad. Terrible, yeah. Just, just fucking say he's he's out. Like, don't oh, he stepped aside. He, he stepped down. No, he's out. Just say he's out. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But oh well. Yeah, that's about all the Blackhawks stuff, though. I think what else is going on. Yeah, you didn't have a chance to. So we can kind of briefly go over it. It's kind of out of the news cycle now. I would say I went over it last week, and I think we had a lot of the same thoughts, kind of quite frankly. So we can make this a pretty brief segment. But uh, you didn't get a chance to comment on the Vitaly Kravtsov situation. Which I guess could be for good and for bad because you were pretty heated. But now that two weeks has passed, I think it's probably provided some more clarity. So I want to give your uh, thoughts on that one. Yeah, so I think initially I was pretty heated. And, and I, that's initially how I, I am with most negative <laughs> Ranger news when it comes out like that. Um, especially when it involves that rat Chris Drury. Um, <laughs> man, how how the tides have really turned, man. I feel not just with you, with everybody. I thought Chris Drury was coming in like the savior. He's going to be like the best. And then, oh, man. man. Like, I, 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 I really got bamboozled and I did, I did it to <laughs> myself because I should have realized he was going to be a bag of ass when other teams were like, we need him. And, and yeah. It's like I forgot other teams are dumb. Most yeah. most NHL teams are dumb. So I should, as soon as other teams had interest, I should have realized <laughs> that he's probably not going to be that good. <laughs> yeah, but you got we'll hoodwinked, we'll bamboozled, led astray. Yeah, oh, run amok. Run amok. <laughs> Flat out deceived. Everything under the book. I can't wait for the Stephen A. Um, clip of him talking about Chris Drury. But it, like, <laughs> like he did Phil Jackson – his first move as the president of the New York Knicks <laughs> was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. It's an all-timer. That is a good It's an all-timer. So, yeah, now that I've had some time to really sit on it. And, the dust has settled. And think about it. Um, my, first, my first thought is the Rangers really put themselves in a pickle because you traded away Buchnevich because you couldn't pay him. Uh, you still have the money to pay him. Um, and, and you know, you took what was an abundance of right wingers that we didn't know what to do with and who was going to slot where to we have no right wingers now. It's like we're like scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. Um, so, you know, one big injury and it's kind of like, huh, where are we going to go? Um, you know, a lot of the guys in Hartford haven't really played in the NHL, so it's like it's kind of hard to call them up on the fourth line and stuff. And yeah, you know, our the fourth liners now move them up and give them more of a role on the second and third lines. So it's it's just it's just strange, you know, how we've really put ourselves in a in a not so great situation. But um, be your own self sometimes. They really do. They really, really do. do be yourself sometimes. <laughs> but I think. Ultimately, and again, I, I don't want to take too long talking about this. I think ultimately, um, it's okay to be upset with Drury, and it's okay to be upset with Kravtsov because I think it's they're okay. both wrong. I uh, yeah, so. I think it's okay to just be on the side of they're both wrong. I think, yeah, I think it's not a good look for New York that in the last five years, two of your top ten picks are not are probably not going to be with the organization by the end of the year. Yeah. One of them's already out. Kravtsov, I, I. 
I, I can't see him staying. And I, and I and I saw a report that Gallant called him to try to reconcile. And it's like, whether that happened or not, I, I'm, I'm happy that it, it may or may not have happened. But it's just like, it seems like he, Kravtsov is not going to want to come back if Drew Reese uh, here. But, but it also kind of seems like Kravtsov expected a lot when it wasn't really proven. You can't just have a decent camp um, and and just be like, oh, I played really great in Russia. I should just be playing top six minutes here. At yeah, 21 it's very entitled. With no, with it's very no entitled. N- with no NHL experience, it's like you, you're not used to the. You're not a hundred percent used to the ice here. You're not you, sure. You're playing against men in Russia, but it's like it's not the NHL. It's this not the is same. the best league in the yeah. world. Like you're not playing against bums in in the middle of Russia, where the towns have more goats than people. <laughs> like that's just not like what's going on here. So. I think it's also th- an easy out for a lot of Russian players, which is the way I think honestly probably contributes to the situation. And I don't think it's something I brought up last week because if you're, say, a Canadian kid who does this, like, say, Dylan Strom, whatever it was, I, that's a bad example because he's still in the NHL roster. But if he was 21 and had the option to be sent down, like, where is he going to go? He could go play in, like, Europe, but he's a Canadian kid. He doesn't want to do that. Russians can. I don't want to stereotype these Russian players, but they have the opportunity to go home and make millions of dollars or millions of. Currency. And you don't have to leave Russia. You can exactly. just stay in Russia and be yeah. a hockey star in Russia. So I think it's like, a bit of something like that where it's like, oh, I could just leave for Russia. Like, why do I have to be here and do this garbage in the wolf pack if I can just leave for Russia? Which I think and is kind of dumb. I think that that's also the thing. Like, I think – and because because he's come out and said, I'll play for any other minor league team. And, like, if you read and if you read the reports that come out, Drury was kind of an asshole in the whole situation. Yeah. You know, he, he stripped them. You know, he, he told him, like, get off the ice and strip off his equipment in front of the players, like, in the bubble. Um, told him he mul- abandoned his team when he was yeah, the Yeah, he abandoned yeah. his Yeah, so it's like there's multiple I, – I, I think Chris Chris Drury is, is not a great guy, and I think that, um, you know, he mishandled that situation because you're a 40-something-year-old yeah. man talking to an 18-year-old kid like that. It's like, grow up. Yeah, exactly. Um, but also, like – I think Kravtsov needs to be better. It's like you need to understand that this isn't, you know, the, a t- top six roster spot is not going to just be handed to you. You have to yeah. earn that spot. Um, and the guys who are playing in the in the spot right now have earned it. You know, you're trying to tell me that. Um, I mean, Booch isn't on the team anymore, but you know, um, you know, a guy like Panarin, if he's, you know, he's he's one of your wingers in your top six. Panarin's earned it. Um, Kreider <laughs> has earned it. Um, you know, laugh, you could argue has earned it, but he still has a lot to prove, but it's like, there's a lot you need to do to get those spots. Um, and I just think that Krav handled the situation poorly. And I think Drury handled the situation poorly. And I think Drury, you know, credit to him. That's kind of how he's been the whole time. I mean, look at the Eichel situation. Jack's not on the team. Um, he's sticking to his guns. He's said, you know, multiple sources have said that he um, is looking for a uh, a top level prospect back for Kravtsov, and it's like I don't necessarily see how they're going to get that. I mean, that you're probably going to just get what you got for Leas Anderson, which is yep. a second round pick at this point. Like, and, and yep. at, at that point, it's fine. It is Especially what it since is. You're telling people, you're telling Kravtsov, find a trade. We're not doing it. Find a trade. <laughs> it's like Jesus, take man. It's like, they're just going to take whatever they want, basically. Yeah. So, um, and and you know what? I I also think it's it's not um, 
it's not right that anytime Kravtsov has an issue with the Rangers, he immediately just goes back to Russia. It's like it's, yeah, he's not it's even here. So it's childish. like even if something goes down, you know, if you just went to Hartford. He would have been up on the team right now. You would be with on the, the team. If someone got, like Kako got hurt, you could have been, been on. You would have been on the team. It's ridiculous. So it's 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 a bad situation. It's really poor asset management by New York, as per usual. Um, I don't expect anything less. I don't expect them to draft uh, any Russian players anytime soon, as long <laughs> as Drury is uh, at the helm. But ultimately, it's a bad situation um, for 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 both parties. And I think yeah. it's okay to be like to just say. That everyone everyone's wrong in the situation. You can it it doesn't make sense to say well this person's more wrong than this person. Everyone's wrong. There's no yeah. there's no right here. Everyone's wrong. Yep. And the exactly. fans pay for it. <laughs> yep. That's how the world works, eh? <laughs> Pretty much, man. But yeah. Um, got there. Yeah. Before we get to the lock of the week and the three stars, uh, I forgot to mention it before. Adam Pellick blocked a shot at the end of that uh, Vegas game, and he was seen mouthing the words broken finger to Char on the bench, which could be between two to eight weeks, depending how bad it is. Barry Trotz seemed to say that it just hit his finger and his hand went numb. But Barry Trotz also said that Semyon Varlamov was dealing with soreness, and then he was out for like over a month. So. I'm quite concerned because if there's no Pelic, then the honors are in some serious trouble with already bad defensive issues at this rate. So we're going to see what happens, but that's kind of what the concerning thing is right now that I forgot to mention before about the Islanders. That's kind of totally off topic, but broken finger slash broken hand on a Pelic would be quite an issue. hundred percent. Yeah. You don't want to see a guy like that go down for with already, a considerable amount of time. You're going to have Chara, Aho, and green on your left side <laughs> that's not good that's not good they actually also switched up the d pairs they got rid of pelican pulak because things were going so poorly with the bottom four that they put pulak with chara pelican mayfield and they put green back with dobson and that's kind of what spurred the winning streak so I thought that was very intriguing but we'll see what happens as the uh as the, the new week comes on but yeah i think we've been going long enough so you want to do the uh what's anything else you want to do the the segments yeah, hundred um, percent. You can go you, first you with went, the. What do you want to do? Lock of the week. Um. Yeah. Sure. Um. Lock of the week. Let me. I. I did not prepare for this one. So give me a. Give me I a did. second. So I'll go first then. Uh, Islanders play. So they played last on Sunday night in Vegas. They went home to get. I'm assuming the league just gave them a break and has said, "Hey, go home. Have some time at home." Then they come back on this Saturday in an afternoon game at 1.30 in Nashville. That is an automatic L for the Islanders. I don't care how poor the Preds are. Afternoon game, six days off, five days off with two flights. I feel like they're still shot the Islanders win the game, and everybody's going to freak out when they, they do lose. So that's my lock of the week. Don't mean That's my second pessimistic lock of the week. First one was right. We did was Florida. So we'll see what happens with this one. I don't think there's any chance they're ready for that or win that game. Um. My lock of the week is, like I said before, I think the Rangers get their first home win this Friday against the Blue Jackets. And uh, if you're going for a second lock of the week, expect uh, a tough road trip again for the Rangers. They got another after Columbus. They go on a four-game road trip out west, baby. They go Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. Um, 
they might only see. They, I, I think they might be able to beat Seattle. Vancouver is a question mark. Edmonton's an L, and Calgary's probably going to be another L. Um, so tough road trip for them coming up. But lock of the week would definitely be uh, first win at home against the Blue Jackets. Um, I'd say those are both pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think I think that West Coast road trip. First West Coast road trip of the year. Big test. It's going it's, it's to be tough. I'm not looking forward to that. That's going to be <laughs> a tough one because the games start at 9 or 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, it's a 9 o'clock start on Sunday against Seattle and a 9 o'clock start on Friday against Edmonton. But Vancouver and Calgary are both 10 p.m. starts. Ouch. So uh, you hate those games if you're on the East Coast. Yeah, I kind of like late night aisles and late night hockey, but – I like it own. on Friday, Saturday. I it fucking Tuesday True. staying that up sucks. at ten AM, you know. Blows. I used to love it. When I was in high school, I used to love late night islanders. I thought it was like the best, but <laughs> now it's a little bit different. <laughs> but yeah. Um three stars of the week. Yes. You wanna go first? Uh what's up? You wanna go first? I did the first yeah, lock sure. of the week. So, so uh yeah, my third star is Sammy Blay. He had some he had a sick assist on the uh Alexi Lafreniere goal. Guy has silky mitts. I mean, it, he's he he really can. I, I I and this is my unbiased opinion. I think um, he he does some real he does things really great at times. And I think if he can maybe put it together together like within the next year or two and kind of figure out like who he wants to be as a player, um, not like a bottom. He's a good player. Like a, he That's is a thing. decent player. Like the, he's not the problem bad. with play is that like. He has this bad reputation now because he was the return for Pavel Buchnevich. But Blay yeah, is like actually he, a very – he's like a – he's not an amazing player, but like he can get it done in the middle to bottom six. Like he's a he's pretty like damn good player. He's like third pair guy. Like a third line guy for me, I would love him on my third line. And I think, yeah. you know, I think he's slotted in the fourth line right now. That's good too, but, yeah. Um, he just got yeah, a bad rep for how he got there, which is unfair. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people wouldn't care, if, again, if the first they got a first for Booch. But, um, yeah, yep. he's, he's got silky mitts. He's made some <laughs> plays so far. So he's my third um, my third star of the week. My second star of the week is for me uh, for recharging and uh, having there a great go. time on vacation. <laughs> and my first star of the week is Ryan Reeves. Um, wow. Yeah. That and the, well, it's it's not for anything he did. It's not for anything <laughs> he did on the ice. Um, it is for providing me with a clip that I will forever play in my head. It makes me want to run through a wall. Chesty, <laughs> release us! I mean, I mean, you got pumped that night. I mean, that was just an absolute uh. embarrassment of a game. But um, <laughs> that clip is savage. I I loved every second of it. You know, that's pretty sick. It was. Did you see it? I did. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Hate to admit it, but it's pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, fan favorite Ryan Reeves. He's playing a lot. Told you he's going to play a lot. (laughs) As expected. I mean, especially with Krav. Especially with Krav gone, I kind of expect that's fair. Without Krav's off, that's fair. Good stuff, though. I'm trying to think who my three stars. I think number three, we're going to go with Zach Parise. He had a great game against Vegas. Didn't score, but he's really fitting in as a a great Islander. And I've loved how that Parise, Peugeot, Wallstrom minus looked. I think it's going to be a very very important piece of the Islanders when the stretch run comes and hopefully fingers crossed the playoffs come. So I think that'll be that uh, number two. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. They're up five, one right now against the, the Astros and they also beat the Dodgers. They a, so they had a really, um, like it looked like it was going to be a really bad fourth inning. I mean, yeah, they were giving up a lot of third, hits. There I was, there that. was some guys yeah. in scoring position and Hey, go Braves. I'm, I'm all for the Braves. Uh, I know Dude. I'm not a, 
not a Yankee fan, but the Braves, yeah, except Delaware and Texas and Louisiana. What Delaware? the fuck is wrong with Delaware? What is up with Delaware? Yeah, they're idiots. Delaware, but <laughs> nah, I like Delaware actually. I have. <laughs> I have a lot of friends and family in Delaware. I'm a big, I, I'm a Delaware fan, but that's a little questionable that they like the Astros. But we're gonna, we, I can look past that. But that's that. And then number one, Ilias Rokin, no question. The guy's lights out. He's electric. Can't wait to see the future battles. Um, what a guy. So happy they got two straight shutouts. He's really, uh, really come around. And he really deserves it. And he seems like a very nice and funny guy based on his interviews. So good for you, Ilya. But yeah. I think I did the number of the week last week, so it is all you. And I can already see, based on notes, that is actually my favorite number and the number I wear when I play hockey and sports. So great choice this week or great randomizing this week, whatever you did. Yeah, I randomized it earlier this morning. And then this week, the number is 33. So Woo! shout out to Kevin for, for wearing <laughs> 33. Um, so there have been uh, – let me close this. Let me refresh the page. I think it's seven. The number is 17 players in Rangers oh history to wear the number 33. Yep, 17. The first player to ever wear the number uh, 33 for the Rangers was Gillis Gratton in 1977. He played uh, 41 games for the Rangers. Uh, he was a goaltender. He had 11 wins, 18 losses, um, and a 8.59 save percentage. So not great. Um, pretty, good. I mean, was... pretty good for that era, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Um, then the most notable guy to wear it after him is uh, Tony Amante. So yep. uh, cool beans there. And then uh, the most notable people to wear it after that, Cam Talbot wore it in 2014 to 2015 <laughs> when he Alabama's was here with finest. the Rangers. Um Freddie Clayson in 2019, that brief stint, uh, someone I, w- I wanted to be uh, the seventh defenseman, uh, mm-hmm. I think of the 1920 season, and <laughs> it, just, it just never worked out. And then uh, Phil DiGiuseppe, um, you know, Rangers, Rangers legend. The, the Italian, it's in Vancouver now. <laughs> yeah, the Italian stallion, man. Um, he played, what is this, 51 games for the Rangers, um, and he only had – 12 points in 51 games. Um, not not great, not memorable. Um, he, he looked like yeah. he looked like there was going to be potential for him to, to stay on the team and, and have an impact with uh, the Filipino line last year. I think it was him, Hedl, and Kako who were surprisingly really, really played well together. And then Hedl got hurt, and then, then just no, no one cared about Di Giuseppe anymore. But um, Can we talk about how yeah. Mark Savard also wore 33? Because I just looked that up. I had no idea that that Mark Savard from Boston, the one that got hit by Matt Cook, the end of his career, was a Ranger. I had no idea. But that, I thought it was a Bruins' whole career. But apparently he played for the Flames, Rangers, Thrashers, rest in peace, and Bruins. He's only in the Bruins for five years. It's kind of hard to believe. Mm-hmm. The more yeah, you know. I know. Crazy. He was pretty. He's, crazy. I mean, he's pretty damn good, too. He had 97 points, 96 points, 88 points a couple of years. I mean. This guy was kind of a kind of a baller, so good for him. Only played two seasons in the Rangers, but very interesting. You learn something new every day, I guess. Was he drafted by the Rangers? He was. Yeah. He was drafted fourth round, ninety uh, first pick. He was traded with a first round pick, which turned to be nothing, to Calgary for a first round pick and a third round pick, who also did not look like they became anything. So, Jamie one Mark, whoever that is, he had a good, he had a decently long career. Very interesting, though. The more you know. Now, you, now we know something new. But, yeah, good number. I'll be back with a number next week. And, uh, yeah, great to have you back, Chris. Always good to uh, podcast. I can't believe it's been an hour. That literally felt like about 10 minutes. So <laughs> Yeah, it's been crazy. But it feels good to be back. I'm yeah. happy that I'm back. I'm happy to be recording again. Um, so, yeah, 
Now we're back right. weekly, probably until probably Thanksgiving, right? Which is going to be here sooner than we think, I guess. But even Thanksgiving, we'll probably be still probably, be weekly. Yeah. yeah, we could probably just record Thanksgiving week. Why not? <laughs> give you a little, give you a little Thanksgiving <laughs> episode, baby. Yeah, there you go. Release a day early, but yeah, good stuff. But yeah, I got nothing else. So, uh, shall we? Make sure you make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Uh, give it a five star rating. Uh, write us a nice little review. Uh, tweet at us. Shoot us a DM. Tell me uh, what what you think of the episode. Tell us what you think. Tell me what you think about the Rangers. Tell Kevin what you think about the Islanders. Tell us what you think about the show. Uh, ask us your burning questions. And we'll we'll address them. Um, other than that, make sure you follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at from broad to bell, follow our personal accounts. If you want to deep dive into our personal lives. (laughs) Oh yeah. Very deep. (laughs) And, um, yeah, that's it, man. Happy to be back. Yeah. Um, giving you guys a a nice little chunky episode, (laughs) you know, going over some things. Yeah. I haven't Um, had one of these in a bit, so good stuff. Good, good stuff all around. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that wraps yeah. it up. So, yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Peace. Ah!